The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. I never do that. It's a Wisdom Wednesday. The wisdom coming from our guy, Andrew Brandt, one of my favorite people in sports media, the host of the Business of Sports Podcast. A million things to talk to him about. Everything going on with the Commanders playing a game in Germany, his thoughts on Jeff Saturday, had to get Andrew today, had to do it. Just like you have to get one of these Madden codes that I'm dying to give to you guys because I don't want you to have to pay for it for the holidays. One awesome gift for yourself or somebody else in the holidays. And all you have to do is rate and review any of the shows, including Andrew Brandt's Business of Sports, by the way, and send me a screenshot Ross at RossTucker.com to be automatically entered. I'm picking one of you for a Madden code. Take advantage of any of the sponsors, Symbol, Masterworks, Simply Safe, and I'm picking one of you to get a Madden code. And then YouTube shout out. I love YouTube.com slash NFL. Hit the thumbs up, subscribe, comment on any video, and in the comment, let me know what console you would like the Madden code Boom, you can win a Madden code as well. There's a lot to get into. I'm not even going to waste any time. I'm going right to Andrew Brandt's Big Show time. The Big Show. So he is the host of the critically acclaimed Business of Sports podcast, but he also writes for Sports Illustrated through the MMQB brand. He's also the head of everything that goes on sports business and law over at Villanova. He has an awesome Sunday 7 newsletter. And there's a lot of stuff that we need to talk about, Andrew. Make sure you check him out, by the way, on social media, at Andrew Brandt. I'm assuming a lot of you already listen to the Business of Sports podcast, but if you're not, what are you doing? I mean, Andrew, what's on Business Sports this week? I did a rants. Good to see you, Ross. Yeah, I've had a couple guests the past couple weeks. You know what? I brought on uh, my college roommate who wrote a book about the play, Cal Stanford, 1982. We are at the 40th anniversary, the play. 
And what's so amazing about that, Tyler Bridges, his name, he writes for the New Orleans Times-Picayune. He interviewed John Elway, Ron Rivera, 40 players involved with the game, over 300 interviews, about 21 seconds of infamy. And it's a fascinating story that I was surprised no one ever did write a book or long magazine article or anything about that play. But wow. And you know what, Ross? There's no real video of that play. There's no real video. 40 years ago, you have to kind of find these Zapruder-like, put it together, but it would never happen today. First of all, the play would have never happened. I'm speaking as a Stanford guy. But uh, wow. And so that was last week's. I encourage everyone to check it out if they haven't. And I did a rant this week, all kinds of topics, different sports, World Cup stuff, NBA stuff all over the map. Were you in school for that play, Andrew? (laughs) I was. It was John Elway's last game. It was my last big game. And you know what, Ross? I did play-by-play. I mean, I did color. Another guy did play-by-play. But I did it the two years before that. So I gave it up to let someone else do it for the KZSU, the Stanford radio station. So I wasn't doing that game. Andrew, how am I just hearing about all this now? I've known you for so long. So first of all, were you uh, you were at the big game, and then secondly, you did co- you were you you did color analyst for oh, yeah. for college football for two years. That's amazing. Yeah, me and Gary Morenzi, shout out to Gary, did all the football, basketball, baseball. We went to the College World Series in Omaha twice. <laughs> We lived out of the car, I think. Uh, yeah, that was my thing and uh, at Stanford. And I played a little tennis. But you know what, Ross? I hosted the John Elway show. <laughs> like I did that for like three three months. And he came in, you know, we called it the John Elway show. He did like five minutes. But uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, it just pains me that big game now 40 years later. That is incredible. Okay, I got to go back. I didn't get a chance to listen to that episode. I got to go back and listen to it now. Sounds awesome. Sounds a lot better than what's going on in D.C., Andrew. Um, I guess my first question, I saw last week, this is why we got to bring you in. The Attorney General for the District of Columbia brought a lawsuit against Snyder, the Commanders, the NFL, Goodell, I never know what the deal is with the legal mumbo jumbo or if this is like political grandstanding. I I really don't know. So can you tell me and the listeners what this lawsuit is and is not? Well, the short answer is I don't give it much of a chance. Uh, The Washington, D.C. attorney general, listen, he's grandstanding. He even said, hey, I've never seen so many cameras out here. Okay, Uh, it's a consumer protection lawsuit, basically saying Snyder, the NFL, Goodell, all lied to the citizens of D.C. because they said there was no bad behavior over these years. They allowed this report to go quiet and silent and oral, et cetera, et cetera. That's the good news for the Washington commanders. The bad news is this report, I'm sorry, lawsuit, civil lawsuit, reads like the Wilkinson report would have read, in my opinion, had it been released. All kinds of terrible behavior by Snyder and the higher-ups in the Washington Redskins football team commanders over 20 years. All the things I've detailed in my 
podcast, talking to these women, talking to the lawyers, just this sort of wolf of Wall Street behavior, this sex workers and treating women like objects and Snyder getting getting uh, on a male employees that didn't treat women like objects. So it's in there, you know, so it's out there for the whole world to see which is why we were saying, why isn't the Wilkins report out there? Well, here it is. And it's just more embarrassment, more the drumbeat of this guy's got to go. And that's really what I see that lawsuit as. Okay. Well, right around the time, there was a report and a statement from the Commanders franchise, from Dan and uh, Tanya Snyder, that they're exploring options to sell the team. What does that mean? Same same question, I guess, Andrew. What is that and what is that not? I get that from my friends and family in Washington every day because they want them out. You know, I grew up there, as everyone knows, I'm a diehard fan growing up. Um, It can mean a lot of things. I'll believe that he's going to sell the entire Washington Commanders franchise when I see it, Ross. That's really what I'll believe it when I see it. Something's happening and that something could be a full transfer and all the names come up with Bezos and all the others. But it could mean a minority transfer where he retains 50.1% or more. He sells to a more popular minority owner who probably would be a minority or a woman. And he gets that. The other thing is, this is kind of inside NFL finance. And I think listeners might appreciate this. Bank of America is not really an investment bank. They're a financing bank. So he could. they, they work with a lot of NFL owners. They've worked when I was in the league. They would come to our meetings, stadium financing, debt financing. So maybe this is just going out there, getting a big number, Six billion, seven billion coming back and getting stadium financing from Bank of America now that you've got that collateralized number instead of actually selling the team. That's one thing. I know that doesn't make a lot of people happy, but he's not going to get a stadium built publicly. So maybe he uses whatever number he gets in the marketplace to use as collateral for getting a stadium built by himself. A lot of things out of there, out of that announcement. And they say we're exploring all options. Who in their right mind would want to be a minority owner of that (laughs) franchise with Dan Snyder? Who? It could be Ross where it's a step, a stepping stone deal where you come in at 20% and next two years you're at 40% and then you become 60% or whatever it is. That's what happened down the road from Snyder, where Art Modell sold to Steve Bashotti with Ravens in pieces over, I believe it was six years. That's something I thought of when I saw that. But you're, you're right. You know, what benefit do you get out of being associated there besides great seats as a minority owner with the Washington Commanders? Maybe a stair-step deal. So I've been joking, Andrew on some of the other media outlets I've been that I have a foolproof plan to become a billionaire. Okay. (laughs) Whatever the number Snyder wants, let's say it's 7 billion. Okay. I borrow the money. I pay the 7 billion for the commanders. 
I hold on to the franchise for like five years. Five years from now, it'll probably be worth like $10 billion. I sell it for like $10 billion five years from now. Make $3 billion. It's a foolproof plan for me to become a billionaire. Spot the lie, Andrew. How, how am I not going to be able to pull this off? Well, I wanted to stop you. I, I borrow the money part. <laughs> like, how does that happen? <laughs> and then the approval by the most exclusive club in the world, the NFL owners. Yeah, borrowing the money and, and getting approved. Listen, they want Bezos. NBA wants Bezos. MLB wants Bezos. Uh, there's other names out there. Of course, Josh Harris, the owner of the Sixers, has been involved in rumors on all these teams. And yeah, the appreciation is amazing, Ross. What what I still can't believe, and it's not a big story, is that state of New York and now state of Tennessee, Nashville, have subsidized close to a billion dollars each for these stadiums. Think about that. Not only do you get the value of a $7 billion franchise, you get the stadium built for you by the public municipalities. They don't share in any sale price, right? So that is just an amazing, uh, you know, my statement, privatized profit, socialized cost, guaranteed winner right there. Some other things we have to get to. Um, Let's talk international expansion, right? You're a guy that was the GM for the Barcelona Dragons, which obviously you've talked about, amazing experience. Watching that game in Germany, I just, I loved it. Andrew, I loved it. I know they're playing in Mexico City on Monday night. Just your thoughts on the way NFL has gone about it, the game in Germany in particular, and what you see as realistic or goals moving forward. Yeah, I saw a microcosm of that 30 years ago. Again, aging myself. 30 years ago, you see on my left, or my your right, I guess, the World League helmet. That was the first iteration of uh, Europe. And that was going on in Frankfurt 30 years ago. I was GM of Barcelona. Oliver Luck was GM of Frankfurt at that time. And the World League morphed into NFL Europe, which morphed into really teams in Germany and London. I got no doubt about those markets. No doubt. There's There's been an NFL presence there for 30 years. They enjoyed it 30 years ago. It was packed then. Uh, I do have more questions about this team I was with. Spain. They've talked about Spain. They've talked about other markets. It's a tougher sell. Soccer more ingrained. No more. No American football presence uh, since the '90s. We'll see. Uh, you love it because the NFL is getting a foothold. Uh, I get this question a lot. Could there be a, a league over there? A, a teams based over there? I think that's a long way off. But I don't think we're a long way off, Ross, from an international schedule. In other words, eight games. So now we've got five, I believe. So eight games. So maybe it's four in London, two in Germany, one in Mexico, one somewhere else. Then you have 16 teams a year. They go every other year, right? Every other year. So the competitive thing is worked out as well. I see that. I could see that. Boy, that's interesting. Um, Speaking of interesting, Andrew, last week, the Indianapolis Colts hired Jeff Saturday as their interim head coach. It's so interesting, by the way, the world we live in, that yeah. that feels like it was two months ago and it was just last week. Um, and I haven't had a chance to talk to you about it. I think about you, though, 
because I know you like outside the box hires. I, I know you like uh, doing something that's sort of um, against the grain, so to speak. So I was really curious to get you on. I know you've tweeted about it. I know you have your own show, but I like to ask the question and I like to hear your thoughts on what Jim Irsay did and whether or not you like the hire. Yeah, likewise back at you after I'm done. I want to hear your, I've seen some of your comments. I think um, it is outside the box. And, but on this one, I'm going to say maybe it's person specific. A um, couple things out of the way. I know Jeff. I like Jeff. I'm a fan because I think the two most important qualities to be a head coach, maybe in any sport, are leadership and communication. He's got it. You know, he's got leadership. I saw him lead 2,000 players. That's pretty big. In the NFL lockout, the NFL collective bargaining agreement, the iconic picture of him hugging Robert Kraft, he is a leader. I've also seen his communication skills working with him several years at ESPN. We did shows together. And not only communicating to the audience through the TV screen, but when we're off camera, Now, this is a guy, Ross, that pulled up a chair with me at ESPN. He said, tell me about your stuff. Tell me about about this contract. Tell me about this cap. Tell me about this as we get into CBA. Uh, Not a lot of former players would do that. They're like, I'm off in the business side. So I appreciated that about Jeff. As to the general part of it, I get it. I get it. The grunt work. You're hiring people that have not gone through the grunt work. But does grunt work have to be coaching, right? Grunt, there's no more grunt position in sports than a center, as you know better than anyone. So does that count? Running an offensive line for 10, 12, 15 years, whatever he did. Uh, so I think we sometimes get lost in they didn't pay their dues. Does paying your dues have to be in that profession? That's the question. And I didn't see a lot of the same criticism when Steve Nash was hired by the Nets, when John Lynch was hired by the 49ers. They didn't, quote, pay their dues. So these are the questions I sort of brought up in questioning the narrative that this stinks. You know, it's interesting because I saw like what Joe Thomas said about Chadzinski only seeing his kids once a week, unless it's a home game, then twice a week. Um, and I'm a big believer in working hard. And obviously, I put a lot of time in. I, I work seven days a week, you know, for six months because it's football season and doing games on Saturdays, stuff on Sundays. And obviously, I'm doing stuff all week. So I'm a believer in hard work. I do think, though, that I always wonder about like diminishing returns. And I've talked to former players that get into coaching. And I always say the same thing, like, man, I would never want those hours. And the one guy said to me one time, I think it was Sam Gash. And he's like, well, the only way to change that mindset is like from within, right? To to show that you can do it a different way. Um, Because I don't know. I I, I remember Spurrier said this. Spurrier's like, I don't sleep at the office. Like, I don't, you know. And obviously he didn't have success at the NFL level. But I, I think that. Yes, you have to work hard. Yes, you have to grind. Does it have to be like I talked to a guy last week, Andrew, that told me, he 
He's not in coaching this year. But he told me when he was, he um, slept, he worked, uh, he worked from 6 a.m. to 1 a.m. six days a week. Mm. Six days a week. And it's just, I don't know that that's the answer. I, I don't know that that's yeah. like the best way to be productive. I mean, there's there's no one that talks about health and wellness and maximizing performance that would recommend that. Yeah, it's funny because my son is a student manager now with the basketball team at SMU in Dallas. And he, I was talking to him the other day. He goes, yeah, I slept in the locker room the other night. Slept in the locker room? Goes, yeah, I was busy and... I said, do you use a blanket? Do you say, he said, yeah, someone had an extra large coat. I'm like, <laughs> okay. Um, I agree with you. The other part of this, though, you heard me talk about going in the submarine for six months in football. My experience is, yes, they worked hard during the season, but I didn't see coaches around a lot from January to July. You know, they were around, certainly during combine, certainly during draft time. But can you balance that? And and the health and wellness people would have to answer, is that enough? You know, can you work six-hour day, six days or three weeks out of four for six months to balance that? Because uh, I do see that. You don't see coaches around a lot in the other six months. And they're certainly not working long hours. You need to check him out on social media. You just have to, at Andrew Brandt. That way, you know when Business of Sports is posted. That way, you know when he's written his article. You know how to get the Sunday 7. Uh, fantastic, fantastic follow on social media. I took a bunch of notes for Jack to cut to post on social later, at Andrew Brandt. Andrew, thank you so much, as always. Really appreciate it. Yeah, good to be with you, Ross. You know what else I really appreciate? This new offer from Symbol. First of all, I love Symbol. It's the stock market for sports. Secondly, Symbol's offering a $500 risk-free deposit for new users who join the stock market for sports. So sign up with the code ROSS. Your first deposit comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if there was any hesitancy, like, I don't really know what this thing's about. Well, you can deposit up to 500. It doesn't have to be 500, but up to 500. Play around with it for a couple of weeks to see if you like it or not, and then decide what to do. That's genius because they know it's fun. They know you'll like it, but they want you to be able to do it risk-free. So download the Symbol mobile app for iOS by searching S-I-M-B-U-L-L in the App Store. Use code ROSS. And you'll get that risk-free deposit up to 500. So whoever you want to invest in, maybe you're buying the Packers again after that win against the Cowboys, or maybe you're buying the Eagles low after they lost. I don't know. And think that they'll only go up again. Go to Symbol and use the code Ross. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tuck's Takes.
All right, Ross. A lot of transactions and injuries to get to. Let's start with the Eagles losing tight end Dallas Goddard for an extended period of time with a shoulder injury. Well, this is frustrating. And this is the take that I'm most passionate about today. So it's presented by Labatt Blue Light, the pristine Canadian Pilsner. Share a Labatt with friends this football season. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So two things that are really interesting to me about this. Number one, I don't know that people realize just how good Dallas Goddard is. Leads the NFL in yards per target for tight ends. Leads the NFL in yards after the catch for tight ends. I don't think he's a household name because he was behind Ertz for a couple of years and because he just doesn't get the volume of like Kelsey or Andrews because for, Kel- for, for Kansas City and Baltimore, those guys are their number one option and they feed them all the time. But for the Eagles, I mean, they really like to run the ball. They really like A.J. Brown. They like Devontae Smith. I mean, they don't, they don't give the ball to Goddard as much, but he's the most efficient tight end in the NFL. If you look at the stats, yards per target, to get injured on a play when you got pulled to the ground by your face mask and thus landed awkwardly, boy, that's especially frustrating. I mean, you never feel good about an injury. You're never happy about an injury. But to be injured on an illegal play and yanked down like that, that has to be absolutely infuriating for Dallas Goddard and Eagles fans, and I don't blame them one iota. Tuck's takes. Other injuries include Rams not only placing Cooper Cup on IR after his ankle surgery, but losing offensive lineman Chandler Brewer and Alaric Jackson, the Cardinals losing tight end Zach Ertz, and Colts being without linebacker Shaq Leonard for the season, while the Chargers lose defensive lineman Christian Covington and Otito Agbonia for the season as well. Is that right, Agbonia? I I studied it. I I lost it in the moment. I studied it before the show, but I'm not sure if that was correct or not. It's a well. So here's I I put that in there on purpose. I didn't study it. I I I have the Chargers Sunday night against the Chiefs. I have no idea how to say that kid's last name. So I love that you studied it. Well done, Jack. You passed the test. I don't know if you said it right or not, but you at least studied it. So you passed the test in that regard. I think I might have said this yesterday on the power rankings. I doubt we'll see Cooper Cup again. You know, here we are um, going into week 11. He's on IR for at least four weeks. He's not coming back this year. Chandler Brew and Alaric Jackson, Alaric Jackson they, they are really thin now on the offensive line, making me more nervous about my even money bet taking them in New Orleans. I feel awful for Zach Ertz. Uh, he's just an awesome guy, awesome player. Shaq Leonard has had a rough year. I feel like things have not gone well since he switched from Darius Leonard to Shaq Leonard. And the Chargers D linemen are dropping like flies. It's a big reason why they lost to the Niners the other night. They just had no depth. They only had three D tackles. So the Niners went up tempo and just ran the ball down their throat in the second half. Tux takes.
Transactions of note include the Raiders claiming defensive lineman Jerry Tillery off waivers, the Texans snagging running back Eno Eno Benjamin, and the Packers releasing wide receiver slash punt returner Mari Rogers after yet another fumble. So I'm going to ask some Chargers people what the deal is with Jerry Tillery, because it certainly feels like that was something off the field, some type of issue Tillery had with the Chargers. They really could have used him Sunday night against the Niners. I don't understand the Cardinals cutting Eno Benjamin. I think Eno Benjamin's good. I was impressed by him this year. Like five teams put in waiver claims for him. Hey, Cardinals, if five teams put in a waiver claim for a guy, you probably shouldn't be cutting him. That means he's pretty darn good. So I don't, I don't understand that at all. Someone needs to explain that to me. Um, and then the Packers, maybe he was mad that James Conner came back and got more burn. I, I don't know. And the Packers kind of had to release Amari Rodgers. I mean, I don't know if they'll put him on the practice squad or just move on, but you just can't have a guy having that many turnovers. Just like you can't get a gift for a loved one for the holidays. That's the same old drab stuff. I know a lot of you are like me. You don't know what to get people that's unique. That's why Uncommon Goods is where you need to go. When you shop at Uncommon Goods, you're supporting artists and small independent businesses. Uncommon Goods looks for products that are high quality, unique, often handmade. They've got unbelievable, that I love, truly love, so many cool experiences you can get involved in. And they give back a dollar to a nonprofit of your choice every purchase you make. They donated more than $2.5 million. That means a lot of people are obviously making purchases. To get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com slash Tucker. That's uncommongoods.com slash Tucker for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time off for Uncommon Goods. We're all out of the ordinary. Not quite enough time for an email today. Maybe we'll get to one tomorrow with Greg Cosell. I do want to make sure you guys check out the College Draft Podcast as well as the Even Money Podcast. Fezzik was on fire yesterday on the Even Money Podcast. Going to record episodes one and two of the Fantasy Feast Podcast in about an hour. So be looking for the Fantasy Feast. Joe Dolan is a stud. Please keep the sponsor confirmation as well as the um, spread the word by going ahead and rating and reviewing the shows coming. Shout outs to Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, HumanHeadNYC.com, SteakhouseSports.com, Go-Bangles.com, Evergreen Economics, Vision Comics with an X, BackOfficeScheduler.com. Or another unique gift that you could get for the holidays for someone that you love. Give them the front page treatment they deserve at myfrontpagestory.com. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.